Hello and welcome to the Screen Chronicles. I'm Colby. With me as always is Steve. And today we are coming at you with something very exciting, something new coming out here at the end of October. We're going to talk about season one, though, of The Mandalorian. Yeah. If you've been following us since the beginning uh, of our podcast, uh, we would always say, oh, we're going to get to The Mandalorian. But then we got to The Last Kingdom. And 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 that's when we were very busy with The Last Kingdom. And we were very happy because we loved The Last Kingdom. We're going to start off here with a non-spoiler review. And then we're going to get into spoilers after that. And so just stick around. And if you've already seen the show, then fine. Stick around for the whole thing. If you haven't, what are you doing? Get on it. Even I would even say if you weren't even a big fan of the... Um original Star Wars films or the newer Star Wars films or something, or if you're a fan of the original films and not of the new ones, then the show might be right up your alley because I mean, it it really kind of feels like an old school, um, a new hope through, you know, return of the Jedi kind of feel, I think. Yeah, Yeah. no, I a hundred percent agree. And it definitely has that old classic Star Wars feel. It feels like someone who loved original star wars trilogy. classic star wars feel yeah really a- wanted to sort of emulate that feeling um mm-hmm. i thought they did very well but i i really do like though too they do tie in the prequels we won't we'll talk about that more in the spoilers they do yeah i would say really well yeah. done i thought they tie in the prequels i think they even sort of tie in the uh, animated shows to a degree oh yes 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 and I, th- I think it has a lot of potential to tie into the final trilogy as well yeah i, I definitely think um kind of hitting it some things where some things are going with that but as far as how like each episode feels certainly to me it feels like a better quality version of episodes four five and six i think or at least kind of in that more oh yes 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 yes, yes you know yeah. film genre definitely feels and it it feels more like a western yes yes as well to me and I love Westerns. Me too. And I really like how they, they do it, though, with the Star Wars flavor. And obviously a lot of Star Wars, though, was inspired by Westerns mm-hmm. and World War II movies and yeah. uh, things like that. So it was really good. Uh, the general plot of, of the, the show, the, the Mandalorian, he's this bounty hunter. If you are a fan of the original series, you know Boba Fett. He was always this cool-looking character. Uh, I think he's a little overrated, to be honest. But... It inspired a lot of people to be interested in who he was, what he did. And so Mandalorian sort of evolved around that. And it's this culture of warrior people. But in the show, there's not many of them. And he's taking on these bounty hunter jobs. And he starts out more as a guy who's just sort of cold, calculating, goes, does the job, gets the money. Um, and eventually along the way, though, he meets another target who he develops a bond for and he changes his ways sort of and the rest of the show kind of revolves around that kind of revolves around who the target is and, and i think uh, uh i think we all changed our ways when we met the target oh yeah yeah yeah. i yeah. think we all changed our ways yeah and and it's really fun i i love the the cinematography for it it just the lighting of it when i'm just watching it i'm just like i love how shiny and real everything looks it does and look it looks really good the, it looks really good yeah it's like i would say while it does kind of feel like the like cinematic style of like four through six the costumes are fantastic 
just the way everything looks, the planets look amazing. Um, and they take a lot of time to focus on kind of insignificant shots, you know what I mean? To kind of build what that world looks like. And like, they might just show a group of people talking over here, might just show a group of people talking at the bar to kind of just bring up those, those nostalgic star Wars kind of feelings. I feel like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter for the plot, like, you know, seeing these extra shots, but for star Wars fan, it's just kind of cool to see, Oh, that's a new creature I've never seen before. Or, it all feels organic, though. Nothing feels too out of place. And that's, totally. that's something with the, the sequel trilogy for me. I remember, like, the big tentacle monster in The Force Awakens. When I first saw The Force Awakens, I loved it. But when the, there was that big tentacle monster that was, like, going through that Han Solo was smuggling, and I was just like, God, it just doesn't feel Star Wars. Maybe it was just because it was, you, like, you, do you think it felt CGI. Pirates of the Caribbean? What kind of Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, a little bit. But everything in, in here feels like Star Wars, it doesn't feel out of place. Uh, the look of it, even though the music isn't John Williams, it's more of like a Western style. Yeah, uh, I like how they have their own original score. Yeah, there's even just like like get like a guitar every now and then, just sort of... Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. It gets stuck in your head. Yeah. But it's still, to me, like it still feels like Star Wars It music. still feels like Star Wars, yeah. It feels like... But- a western like a futuristic sci-fi western mixed in with the classic john williams yeah music's yeah. great then too the acting is on point um yeah uh, for the most part i would say yeah the acting's pretty especially the main cast yeah i think the acting is pretty good and i um, would say uh mando apparently too there was three guys really yeah. playing mando there was pedro pascal mm-hmm. there was also two other guys who were more of like the stunt side mm-hmm. of it, or even just the physicality. There was one guy who played more of like the Western uh, side of it. He slung, he would sling out the guns. He'd move certain ways with that. He'd walk a certain way for Mando. And then there was another guy who was like this jujitsu martial arts, uh, just overall stuntman guy who would do like the high physical stuff. And and we didn't learn this till after the show. No, no. Um, so it's definitely not noticeable. You know, obviously they have the helmet and everything on, but um, at least how, you know, I think we were talking to Yepa one time about how like he feels um, when talking about stunt performers that there is, you kind of have to match your physicality too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even if they can hide like the face. Um, So I think they did a great job and all three of these guys kept it like within a certain limit. They all kind of did things a little different, but overall it was the same character um, I never felt like it was a different person playing him. Um, I always thought it was the same guy. I always, you know, um, thought it was Pedro Pascal the whole time, and I was really impressed. But, you know, some of the things he does, it makes sense that they have some stunt performers. Not that Pedro Pascal's not good at that stuff, because, you know, from what we saw in Game of Thrones, he's good at that stuff. Yeah. I feel like you still get a lot through it, though, too. When, when uh, you know, when he's thinking about, you know, maybe missing someone or maybe – wondering if he's making the right decision you can still tell even though it's, it's just him in a room he's in you're, you're not even seeing like someone else react to him you just know what he's thinking you know yeah I think, and you I don't even see his face goes to it too you don't even see his face yeah <laughs> it's pretty cool it's pretty cool i think mystery is a big thing too yeah uh, yeah leaving up like what he looked obviously we know it's pedro pascal under there but just in general just to have that on and and just to wonder like what he looks like under it mm-hmm I always found mystery kind of plays like a strong role 
in a yeah. viewer's mind, they can kind of leave it up to their own imagination and interpret it in their own way. But um, you're right. It, it was a really incredible job of Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever was playing him. Um, you just, you love the character. I love the character. I think yeah. he's a, a badass yet really likable kind of character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I really like just the whole, the writing behind it. John Favreau, he created it. If mm-hmm. you know him from Iron Man, he directed Iron Man. And he worked on the new, the live action Lion King, uh, Jungle Book. Yeah, the new Spider-Man movies he's in. Yeah, he's, he, he's in the MCU, is happy. He's happy. Uh, the bodyguard. And Dave Filoni, who worked on the Clone Wars, he's in this. Yeah. Um, there's also I got to say, after this, like I trust with John Favreau, his track record. I trust him with Star mm-hmm. Wars right now. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah. I'm just like, dude, just keep doing it. And he wrote most of the episodes, too. Yeah, and Dave Filoni too. I mostly have liked most of the things he's done. I still question some of the decisions in the last uh, Clone Wars season, but um, I don't know how much of that was him or you know corporate telling him he needed to do. Yeah, exactly. Some, some kind of to me garbage episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but there were some absolutely amazing Clone Wars moments that I know he was behind that were probably the best the show has ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's a diehard star wars guy too fan of yeah big friend and fan of george lucas and yeah i think really understands george lucas i think he's really good for star wars yeah and for the future of star wars i really do i really do i think what's not good for the future of star wars is sort of those corporate yeah higher-ups trying to sell agendas through through the movies and shows yeah i think that's what kind of hurts the show sometimes but um yeah there's not really any of that in it and i think that's why it's good there's mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of messages you can get out of this, but nothing feels jammed down your throat. No, no, no. Uh, I don't feel like there's any forced humor, which we saw only, in the, the news. The only series. thing that's jammed down the throat, though, is the kind of anti-droid mentality that I, you know, <laughs> I don't like. You don't subscribe to that? I don't subscribe to that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they make it cool and like, you know. <laughs> it's not cool, everyone, all right? You okay. oh, my Droids God. are people, too. Yeah, okay? yeah. So... <laughs> but anyway uh if you can't tell we really like the show uh colby what would you give this show oh, yeah scale zero to ten. Oh, i would have to go with like a nine out of ten i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold i'm going 9.5 this is the way this is the way this is the way oh you gotta one-up me why do you gotta one-up me i i really i love this one up me I, I did it. too. I did too. It was, um, I one. was never bored. I liked every episode. My mm-hmm. one complaint was early on. I felt like Mando was always getting help from people during his mission. Yeah. And then there's one episode where he just goes full Batman. And to me, I was like, all right, well, all my, all my complaints are done. <laughs> and I, I that's true. It. I remember us talking about that in the beginning and you would, after the first few episodes, you were like, it's like, he's not that good. Like he just gets help all the time. Like what the heck? And then, yeah. And then that episode happened and, I remember you saying like, all right, no more of that. I was, I was, I was like, all right, done, done. I think those are fair scores for a really excellent season. Here's what it does, dude. It's finally something that I'm truly excited about for star Wars. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. Like the clone Wars animated show is partially awesome, mm-hmm. but, but it has some things it's got its faults. The sequel trilogy I thought was going to be awesome and ended up being a lot of disappointing things happening with it. 
I don't know many Star Wars fans that disagree with with whether they're disappointed in The Force Awakens, something. I like The Force Awakens and was disappointed in the other ones. Mm-hmm. But so far with Mandalorian, so far, it's just been perfect. It has yeah. just been, I, I don't as think a Star Wars fan, fan like... divided at all on it. It doesn't seem so. It seems like everybody likes The Mandalorian. I haven't heard anybody that's not enjoyed The Mandalorian so far. Yeah, I It's pretty cool. Generally, the prequels were divisive for fans. I think people love it more now because people like us grew up with it and also i think just memes have just sort of made you appreciate more and and things like that from it and sequel trilogy very divisive uh among fans uh obviously we're on the end where we hate some of it we like some of it you and i if you if you listen to our three hour talk on the sequel trilogy which you should because yeah it's, great. it's like the best three hours of your life i swear to god <laughs> and and this one, though, everyone liked it. And so let's get into some spoilers here. So oh, spoiler yeah. alert, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the show. And I know, because uh, we, did, we did talk to some people in Scandinavia, like Yepa, and they don't, they're, they're only getting it episode by episode, by episode yeah. like weekly release, though, still. Yeah. I guess probably the, we, we don't know, but probably the rationale behind that is so people don't cancel the subscription to the streaming service after binging it for a week or something. Yeah, there's talk. I mean, I remember when it first came out, Disney was nervous that a lot of subscribers were just going to get it. And, you know, they had the free trial and everything um, that you could do. I think they were nervous that people were just going to get it and dump it because they didn't want anything else. But hey, Disney Plus is an excellent service, I think. I think Disney's Plus is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I enjoy it. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Pirates movies. I love the Narnia movies. movies. All the Marvel movies. Star Wars, Marvel, Um, except Spider-Man. Except the Spider-Man, yeah. Partially um, Sony. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on there. But uh, most of it I own, though, or I've seen. Yeah, as far as original, though, maybe not. Like, Mando is, is good. Some of the, like, Disney-specific shows, like Imagineering was actually a pretty fun watch, like, documentary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, if you like Disney World and, and seeing how it was developed and stuff. Uh, oh, cool. It was actually a pretty fun watch. Anyway, though. Mandalorian, let's jump into some of these deets about this awesome show. I have spoken. So, right, so big one we have to get out of the way so we can just talk about it. Baby Yoda. Oh, right? okay. The target okay. is Baby Yoda uh, <laughs> that we were talking about. But listen, uh, he's not Baby Yoda. <laughs> but we don't know for sure. It's funny that, no, no, he's definitely not Yoda. <gasps> Um, because this is set after well the the original trilogy. Can we say definitely though? I I I think we can. I don't I, I, I don't, don't think, think he is. I don't think he is. But like, there are there are theories still that he is some sort of uh, spawn of Yoda. Um, well, spawn, yeah. But there like is a, a theory out there, probably one of the more far out ones, that he is actually like some he is Yoda, like somehow not reincarnated, but like force time traveled or something. I read about it. It's kind of a crazy theory. I don't uh, think. It's, I don't think it's true, but I hope not. I I hope they don't bring him back like they did Sidious and just make you question, you know, the original source. And I don't think John Favreau and Filoni would do that. No. I, I think if that would happen, that'd be a corporate thing, and I think that they would probably step away. Yeah. Uh, from it, but uh, so the first episode, I really liked the first episode. You start out, you see, he's a pretty cool, awesome yeah. bounty hunter. He snags it's, this guy. Way, it's, it's taking place about five years after the fall of the empire. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So like the, the, before the, the original trilogies and the first order. Yeah. Before yeah. the events of the first order. Uh, so he's, he's bounty hunting 
and it seems like it's a we we get really the impression too that it's this tough world which i thought was cool how like um and we we don't hear about it till the end episode but the the imperial guy even though there's no empire there's still these bands of imperial people. i like this thread yeah. yeah yeah and i thought that was pretty cool and and that's what we were talking about earlier. I, I can see where they're going to allude to the First Order happening uh, mm-hmm. because they have these groups of Imperial guys that now that the revolution has happened, you know, the Empire is taken down. But you have to remember, too, the Empire evolved from the Republic, which was the governing body of the whole galaxy. Right. So now right. the governance of the whole galaxy got tossed and uh, we've been here in other episodes. Mando's like, uh, oh, the New Republic, that's a joke. Uh, you just see there is, and it's tough for Mando even just making money off of these bounties now because money's tight. The economy's screwed, you know, stock markets are down. <laughs> and, and, uh, but, and, but eventually, though, he goes to a planet and we get some flashbacks. Uh, we eventually find out uh, more about that, but he ends up going to this planet he meets a great Ugnot guy, Quill, or Quill. And uh, he eventually gets to the target that the Empire guy sent him, and it's Baby Yoda. And we had the no... Child. The, it's <laughs> it's the child. The child. The child. That's the name. But I think everyone, without even going onto the internet, I think everyone started calling it Baby Yoda. You and oh, I... Oh, easily. easily. You and I, when we, after we watched it, we were like, what did you think of Baby Yoda at the end? We had, we had not been on social media or anything i think just it's funny how just everyone who watched it knew that that's what we were going to call it <laughs> you yeah know? i don't know if the show's creators realized how much of an impact baby yoda would have on the star wars community and like everybody people who don't watch star wars or even love but they even love baby yoda because he's so freaking cute oh my god i love him i love he is him cute. i want to get myself a baby yoda yeah and like a real one you know take care of it and you know, feed it and, <laughs> and teach him not to choke and... people. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a big one. Yeah. That was crazy. So yeah. So there's this mysterious child at the end and it's kind of interesting because Mando makes a choice at the end of this episode. He's there with another bounty droid played by uh, one of our favorite uh, guys, Taika Waititi. We really like his work as an actor and as a director. Mm-hmm. So Taika Waititi also, he voices IG-11. He's the um, he's that bounty droid. He also directs, I think, the last two episodes of the show. Uh, I think the last one. Or I think just the last Deborah one? So does this episode okay. seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he, he does the last episode, which is a great episode too. To be honest, like I watched like the behind the scenes, the gallery thing they did. It seems like they were all just kind of there through the whole thing helping yeah. each other it seemed so like they it were never seemed like it was just like one person directing it mm-hmm. and the other ones were gone somewhere it seemed like they were all like team effort the whole time which is just super cool but yeah basically we get an epic episode where like mando we get to see pretty much how awesome mando is mm-hmm. and some things i like about the the first episode a he chops a guy in half with a blast door <laughs> that's that pretty awesome, awesome. But um, basically, he picks up his first bounty, right? This guy, and it's kind of he's kind of a comedy guy, you know. Mm-hmm. He like goes down. I gotta use the bathroom, and he's going. First guy ever to use the bathroom in Star Wars, or he at least talk about it. You yeah. know? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, I know. There's they, a bathroom addressed, in Star Wars. <laughs> they address so many of these things that the fans talk about, like mm-hmm. 
they they address like the stormtroopers stormtroopers being bad at shooting later on, which was hilarious. Um, so anyway, yeah. So the the guy's kind of looking up for a way to escape somehow, and he comes across like this row of people frozen in carbonite, Han Solo style. Han Solo, well, right, like Han Solo style, frozen in carbonite, and all of a sudden, Mando appears. I don't know where because he's very sneaky. That is sneaky. And they, you know, carbonite the dude. And then we get an awesome shot like of him unloading the blue guy. The carbonite. You know, people frozen in carbonite because he had racked up a lot of people in there too. You know, like he was hauling around a lot of people. Yeah. And uh it's it's funny. I think it's cool too because it was the first time it happened in Empire Strikes Back that they froze someone in carbonite. Mm Mm-hmm. Boba Fett, and it just caught on. Everyone, yeah, it was a trend. I all mean, the bounty hunters were like, "Oh, that seems like a good way to carry." People and it looks alive. like they have a way more efficient way of doing it. You don't need a big, you know, a huge chamber oh, anymore. Yeah, it's you complicated. Have to dump them down in, yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of like shove them in this in this little room and hit a button, and now it does it pretty. I mean, it looked like some quality carbonite. I could be wrong. Eh, it looked like pretty high quality carbonite. I mean, you know, it. How long would they last in there? I don't know. Han Solo was in there for like what, like a year or something, or months. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's carbon, yeah, I know. You know, it's that simple carbonite science. <laughs> but it was funny, you know. and uh, and I re- I really liked the shootout that they had at the end, and oh. uh, just awesome. hops on the turret and just mowing all the dudes down. Oh my god! I mean, when I was watching this, the first episode, I was like, "This is gonna be great," you know. And who who were those people that were protecting Baby Yoda? Though that's the I don't question. Know. Why yeah. did they have him? Why were they protecting him? They've, they've got to know, I yeah. guess, something about the Force, right? Because we know the Empire was after him. And the, the, this kid, he's 50 years old. So he hasn't been just, you know, th- he's not just fresh out of the womb here. So someone's been watching him for this time. Yeah. Like, so it's who are those people that Mando and, and IG-11 killed? Like, yeah. were, those, were those, like, good guys, like, compared to if you, like, watch the other movie, you know? Mm-hmm. could they have been like people trying to protect him from the empire i mean obviously they were trying to protect him from everybody but you know were they trying to protect specifically from the empire i don't know yeah, i don't know because um, quill does say that they're mercenaries that are bringing destruction to the valley or something but he, he also says because mercenaries keep coming to fight them that, yeah. that there's chaos yeah that's true by the way to quill i love quill and I think, too, one of the things that makes Star Wars great is all the quotable lines. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of quotable lines. I love the Mandalorian culture where they, they just say, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And it's and you, That's awesome. you it's know so there's more to it when they so say simple, it. so simple, though. And it's so simple. And everyone knows what it means when they say it, when they're all around each other. And it's so freaking cool. And I, I smile every time I hear it. Because I'm just like, man, that's that's so fucking awesome. It seems simple, but you know it's complex. There's a lot of complex things. Like in episode two, I think it's episode two or maybe a later one when he's getting armor, the Beskar armor made. I think the third one, yeah. Oh, it's in the third one, but it's yeah. because... Because um, the Mudhorn. The Mudhorn and one. Baby Yoda had done it and not him. And he had mm-hmm. to tell them like, look, I, I got help with this. I don't deserve I don't deserve this, you know? Yeah, to be his And then they were all like... Or his crest yeah, the or emblem, him. the insignia. And they're like, okay. This is the way, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and they they were like fighting each other, and 
the the, yeah. the armor lady who also seems like maybe she's like the leader of their tribe yeah she just says this is the way and they're just all echo this is the way this is the way it's yes. awesome oh man it was so cool anyway back to like earlier on though yeah back to um, quill to quill he's he's funny he say when he's just like when he's done talking he says i have spoken i have spoken and, and that pretty much means don't <laughs> ask me more about this like what you got what i gave you is what you get okay <laughs> i love that yeah he's awesome. need to start using that on uh tay here you know i've spoken <laughs> <laughs> we're going to moe's i have spoken <laughs> yes yes that's the context i would use it in. one of my favorite scenes from the first episode mando goes to meet apollo creed um <laughs> i love him in this too i love he's uh, awesome he's carl he, carl weathers uh, yeah apollo creed and then he was also he in plays Predator. Krieg. what's his name Krieg. grief carga yeah grief carga he's like the head of the guild and the guild is like this association of like bounty hunters which is pretty cool and they have their own code too yeah which is yeah. pretty sweet and he gives them like this exclusive thing and it's secretive it's like there's no puck mm -hmm. there's not even a full chain code which is i guess like the identification system of the time he goes to this like kind of it's just this building and one of the droids like well, that's like the eyeball that comes out looks at him like back in <laughs> episode six it's kind of cool uh, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's it and the door opens and he goes in and just a shot of the stormtroopers and this guy wearing like some like regal imperial insignia it's Werner um herzog yeah he's he's like he's a looks like a officer for yeah he Empire. looks like he was like a yeah an officer and these guys are still loyal to him these stormtroopers but they look kind of ragged kind of like they're in hiding it just like reminded me of like nazis hiding out in some country yes still yes. clinging to ideals you know and i really like this thread because it's just like i really love the ending for uh, uh return of the jedi episode mm -hmm. six from mm -hmm. the original trilogy and I, re I honestly i really love the remastered version of it i think it's more emotional and epic mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. awesome and gives like a galaxy sort of conclusion and but it does make you when i watched that i was like oh the empire they're gone they're done um, eventually though when we do see the sequels we see there's the first order uh so like i was really cool then to see like you can't just get rid of everybody yeah like there's got to be some people there you know there's some some stormtroopers working around yeah, and people are still going to believe in their cause, like what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So I, I would like to jump ahead right here, though, into something that happens a little bit later on. Yeah. Uh, when Mando goes to see Werner Herzog again at the end of the season. By the way, he's great. Werner, Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog? Oh, my God. Yeah, and apparently he's behind why they used a puppet for Baby Yoda. I, I thought I heard that, too. Yeah, like like they were considering using like CGI and digital effects to create Baby Yoda. And listen, I saw some of the plans for Baby Yoda, like some of the other sketches for it. Is like some of them are creepy looking. They definitely went the right way. <laughs> uh, he said like we should use a puppet, you know? Yeah. And they did. And oh man, I think that's why people get attached to it more is because it's yeah. it's clearly a physical thing most of By the, the time. By the way, I think yeah. When I was mentioning earlier, they were like underprepared because, or I don't think they were ready for Baby Yoda to take off like he did. Because mm -hmm. there was zero baby murder, baby Yoda merch ready mm -hmm. when the show came out, and they would have made so much money had they just had like some baby Yoda dolls ready to sell. I'm uh, I'm glad the studio was willing to keep that under wrap. 
yeah um, for the oh. for the sake of this show and the story totally because i think yeppa who's a big star wars fan who we talked to uh because he's in scandinavia that's a good they point. don't have it yet he didn't even know about it when we were talking he's like i've heard some things or something well he had and, seen and, baby yoda yeah but I, I don't think he knew who he was and stuff yeah and any anything more Again, about he's it, not though. baby yoda <laughs> we're spreading false information <laughs> that's what we're just we're gonna call it. it's the child we're gonna call it's baby yoda, people mando comes back later in the season and they're having a discussion and Herzog kind of goes on the spiel about like, I don't understand people like all the empire was doing was creating infrastructure in the universe and creating mm-hmm. stability. Um, and people don't want that. Like, he's like, I don't get it. Why don't people want that? So we're just kind of seeing his own perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Even though like, you know, did the ends justify the means, you know, as, as far as what the empire was doing, like destroying planets and stuff. Yeah. And so I think someone raises the question is like, okay, but is all that worth your freedom? Exactly. You know, exactly. And, so it just kind of poses an interesting debate. Yeah. And I, and I think they give the other side to it, like almost immediately afterwards, because we're yeah. talking about, was that seven? It was episode seven. Yeah. Was that in episode seven? Yeah. yeah. And when they go back to uh, that, the client, the Imperial Werner Herzog and you start to sympathize when he says that. You're just like, oh, yeah, the Empire, man. Maybe they are good. Yeah. But then almost immediately afterwards, he gets a call. Turns out it's his buddy Moff Gideon. And he just mows him down and everyone else because he's just trying to get the Mando. And that was, that is, that's the, like, the mentality of like, the Empire the whole time. That's Empire Sidious, Palpatine, Darth Vader, everyone who's working in the Empire. They were, you know, even Vader was killing his own dudes. You know, if they just couldn't keep up with Han Solo, man, you know, he did the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs, you know? Yeah, exactly. Then you go like, oh, well, damn, like they're not, they're not perfect because this is, this is the empire right here. When they want something, they will even kill their own people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But it's just an interesting thread. And I just like to hear that, like the empire didn't just go away. Okay. Mm -hmm. They still are trying to find a way back. They're still clinging to these ideals, you know, five years after the fall of it, you know, because they, again, they truly believed in what they were doing when they were doing it, even though they're blowing planets up and and killing a lot of people. Uh, So (laughs) I love the accounts. Empire did nothing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Father just wanted his son to join the family business. Son blows up family business or something. So another interesting thread uh, and how they tie the Mandalorian into the prequel trilogies um, is kind of Mando's um, objection to droids. And so at the very beginning, we see like a transport comes for the Mandalorian and there's just a, um, some kind of R2 unit or maybe it was an R4 unit in the front of this speeder. He's like, no droids. And like the guy looks at him funny. Then when they're making his armor and every time they like, they're like forging a new thing at a Beskar for him. Like the anvil, the yeah, anvil's coming sparks down. Sparks fly and we get a flashback of him as a kid and his family like running with him. And there's just blaster fire. And there's around. blaster. And we find out that those were uh, super battle droids that were just mowing his village down or something. During this, the Clone Wars, man. During the Clone Wars. So we get a little droid action. And that's why he hates droids. And we see him take out some droids like crazy later on. 
Yeah, that was I. I really liked that because it, it really tied into prequels, and um, it really showed how you know Palpatine's fake war to you know become the leader of the M, the the galaxy. You know, it had all these effects on little people. You know, what I mean, yeah. it, it really just helped build the world. Yeah, as far as like the implications of the war and everything like that, and which which the Clone Wars show. Uh, I think does pretty well, but it's really cool. Just it's not a major part of this show about the clone wars and things like that, but to have it impact a character like that, it just makes it feel like it was like a real historical event, you know? Totally. And then we also get to see death watch who we saw in the clone Wars show, uh, the group of Mandalorians from Mandalore, the, mm-hmm. the home planet. And they, they rescued him as a kid. And that's how he, got into the mandalorians which is pretty pretty sweet too yeah it's pretty cool so it's cool to see that context you know and how that like influences him later on in the show yeah and also i want to talk about while we're talking about death watch here yeah is we do we see mandalorians on mandalore take off their helmets all the time yeah all the time interesting and they're true mandalorians because other people said well boba fett and Jango Fett, they weren't Mandalorians. Boba Fett was a clone, and he just like picked up the reins after his dad died and became a bounty hunter. He wasn't necessarily a Mandalorian, is what people think. Jango apparently might have been a Mandalorian, but then left. Yeah, but and he took his helmet off, and he took. So it's like, all right, well, that's why it's okay for him to take his helmet off. But yeah, because he defected. Because he defected. But we see in the Clone Wars, which is canon, that the the Mandalorians from Mandalore take their helmets off like all the time oh yeah and they're cg they're cg characters so like it's not even like they need to show their face you know for the actor to be underneath or anything so they're so i almost wonder if this is like a new sect yeah a new tribe or something or or because we do hear there's a purge of them from mandalorian change things and maybe that there's different cultures of mandalorians you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Uh, because that's one thing i just say maybe that'll get explained in season two and, yeah. and I'm a big Star Wars nerd, and I played uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2 uh, way back in the day. Great game. And uh, only Mandalore himself, the leader of the Mandalorians, would be the only one who never took off his helmet. I don't think he mm-hmm. like, would ever take off his whole armor suit. I was just kind of like, well, that kind of makes physical intimacy impossible, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just like here on earth like we have different cultures and things could be on mandalore yeah. you know there are different different cultures maybe maybe that's and now it. that they're not all on but, mandalore but maybe like you why. said it was death watch that adopted him so it's kind of like well yeah yeah it, exactly. uh, Where did doesn't he line up, up exactly maybe maybe that'll be explained a little bit more uh one thing too talking about never taking the helmet off that kind of bothered me a little bit not much bothered me about this yeah, is they have the episode called the sanctuary where he goes and it's a peaceful village. It's being attacked. And oh, I love that. episode. Have, it's a great episode. And the, and the kids are playing with baby Yoda and he's like very protective of, <laughs> exactly of the child. Saying. And, <laughs> and there's this woman this beautiful woman who seems like has a strong connection with Mando. Um, and she's just asking about the helmet. She's like, why don't you take it off? You know? And he said, I haven't taken it off since I was about their age. It's part of our culture. Yada, yada, yada. She walks out of the room. He's standing by this huge window <laughs> and he takes the helmet off and watches the kids while he's like eating. And I'm just thinking like, like it's not like a one-way mirror or something. Like it's like an or, empty or space. Or he's like high up. Like he's not like on the third floor of an apartment, like looking Where you down. you can't see clearly. 
Yeah. Like those people are 20 feet away <laughs> playing and he took his helmet off to eat. And I was like, no one's going to look to the left. It just, <laughs> oh, that's what he looks like. Oh, there he is right there. Oh, that's him. That's him, right? <laughs> no one has seen my face. Or like, it's like, who's that dude? I don't recognize that dude. I've lived in this village for <laughs> my whole life. I don't recognize that dude. There's only like 10 people here. Yeah. <laughs> I know all the people here. So that was one thing that kind of like, I was I, just like, what? I, I think uh, we, we uh, get Hishi's How It Should Have Ended, I think, touched on that though, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I thought, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, they're all right there. They're all right there. Like, <laughs> it was weird. But, um, but still a great episode. Well, uh, also, anyway, going yeah. along with the, the helmet, though, what, what, did the, what did the females in your life think when he took off the helmet? I don't know if any of the females in my life watched The Mandalorian. Really? Ani? No, she hasn't seen it. Ah. Well, for me, maybe you could just speak to what you thought then. I thought he looked kind of like shit, but I was like, all right, well, he was in, uh, you know, he just wasn't an explosion when they take his helmet off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's bleeding. Sorry, you know, he didn't have time to clean his face off, Steve. But like, it's just like, like all of his hair is like <laughs> long and like greased to his head and stuff too. Um, I guess in my head, I was just picturing like a guy with like, like a clean cut hair and stuff but anyway my my when i was watching this both my mom and my girlfriend they were separate from each other when we watched i watched the the finale twice uh well i watched it three times now but uh they both thought they when it came off they're both just went like this uh that's disappointing but they thought he was going to be the super attractive yeah they thought he was going to look more attractive yeah i never i didn't think of it like that I thought it was cool when he took his helmet off. I thought it was cool. Apparently, I just read something that he that day, like cut his face or something. Yeah, his so nose. I was watching like that, the thing on Disney Plus. What it's it's like behind the scenes Mandalorian mm-hmm. or, I and it was there was a really awesome Dave Filoni section too when he just he goes and he talks about from the prequels. Yeah, and how like the duel of the fates connects to, the end and it's the it's. I almost cried after he talked about this. And I was just like, this guy. We care too much about this, baby. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, I, after that, I'm just like, I, I can't say anything bad about him. Oh, yeah. It was, you have to watch. I think it was the third one or something. Or maybe the second one. Is this but the gallery this, thing? Yeah, the gallery. That's it. Yeah, I watched it. Yeah. It's, it's the His very awesome. last discussion they had on, on that episode. I think it's the second one. And everyone's just like, well, I don't know what to say after that because it was, it was, and it was freaking awesome. Anyway, I did see this though, too, from the gallery and what you're about to say, I think it is true. Uh, Pedro Pascal, he talked about it the day that he was to do that scene where he's bloody. He got out of the makeup department and he walks around and hits like a building or something in his face. (laughs) Just a skyscraper. Like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) it just came out of nowhere and uh but and then he and he's bleeding so bad that yeah. he had to get seven stitches they had to take him to the er but it's funny because gina carano the uh the woman who plays uh cara dune who's awesome saw him saw him uh when he was like i think like entering the makeup and then when he when he's coming out a second time because after he hit his head he came back in a makeup to like try and stop the bleeding and but she saw him like after so before he went in and then after his accident where they had done the blood makeup but also he went and just fucked up his face 
And so she she was like, oh man, they really did a number on him in there. Yeah. And he had to get seven stitches. You like, know? What good is this helmet for? <laughs> this Beskar helmet. Like, what good is it for? Well, he didn't have the helmet on because it was for that that scene. Where he I know, but when the explosion happened and like, I he that did. Was cool though, it's because like, it is cool. I was because I was like, all right, this is blaster proof, man. Like all the sensitive parts. Like you could hit him in the arm. But, like you can come back from a hit in the arm. I guess you know we've we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like his chest, his head, he literally Moff Gideon shoots him in the head before yeah. he gets blown yeah. up and he, he dings himself yeah. and uh, he just keeps shooting that heavy blaster. Oh, that was awesome. awesome. That thing, dude. And then, so I thought <laughs> it reminded really cool me of, like uh, the explosion was able to injure him because like, I guess just the forces that go through his vulnerable parts, you know, and it would make sense. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. And I was like, all right, well that's cool. He's got a weakness. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I like how he's not Mando has a lot of weaknesses. And like you said, he needs help sometimes. Yeah. You know, he's not perfect. He can't do it all on his own. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he needs a little baby, 50 year old baby to like pick up this giant mud horn and, and kill it, you know, yeah. um, for him. But whatever. <laughs> no, but um, can we talk a second about the Jawas scene? Yes. Because <laughs> I is- loved this. I Okay. Was loving this so we got this pulse blaster that he's got which is like a nod i guess back to the old cartoon with um boba, boba, fett. Fett, boba fett where he's like they, he has one of those two and it can also like disintegrate things <laughs> and mando goes and gets the child and he's walking through these trenches he fights off um some creatures out out there as well which was pretty cool and then like other bounty hunters. That, other bounty hunters that were going after. It's like so many people have gotten the signal. Yeah. And that's, and so that's many really people the big wanna... thing for this season too is why they have to keep going from place to place. Yeah. They all have the same fob that he was given to track yeah, the, the child. But yeah, again, earlier when we were talking, that's an interesting thing. Mando made that decision very early because IG-11 was going to kill the child. And Mando, like, although somebody wanted it back, the people that he had had given him the fob and said you know if you have to kill him that's fine too you know we'll yeah. take that mm-hmm. um but man something in mando he killed ig-11 if you can kill a droid you know mm-hmm. um and he took the child to, like on his own and he was still going to deliver it but he didn't want to kill it you know what i mean so there's yeah. a little something there and, and that relationship kind of grows but anyway they're walking and he goes back to his ship and he sees it's just being you know Ransacked by, by Jawas. Ransacked by Jawas. They've taken it. There's holes just in the ship. Stripped the parts. Just stripped. And so he just like snipes up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even. He doesn't even like go like, "Hey, stop!" Like I hate it in shows where people like who are capable of like killing things. Like when when like someone just starts stealing your stuff, then all of a sudden all their skills go away. They're just like, "Oh no, it's it's all gone." You know. He just lays down lines up bam and like they don't just get shot and fall over they explode disintegrate they disintegrate <laughs> and he just is picking them off he's just picking them off and baby yoda's like <gasps> baby yoda's loving it it became probably the most popular meme from for that from week show. yeah um <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> Uh, I mean, but yeah he's just was, picking him off i love that scene then too when he chases after him and he's climbing yeah. up that so they ditch the sand you know? crawler yeah that was so cool 
they're throwing stuff so at him that he's yeah. like climbing up it and and he gets to the top and they've got like 20 guns pointed at him <laughs> and they zap him yeah you know he has to go back to to quill and stuff and um they eventually yeah. go to like negotiate then for his ship and yeah. I, I love i love the scene where uh he's like uh it's those are my parts and he's like talking to them and they they, they uh, he tries to speak java to them and he's like da, da, I did, da. and they're like oh you sound like Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he just like flame flamethrowers <laughs> He's not. He's not too good at negotiating, oh, but he does get a plan. They want this egg. They want this like a furry egg. This furry egg, which I learned in Rick and Morty, you shouldn't touch wet eggs, wet furry eggs. Oh, yeah. In Rick and Morty, they teach you that. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, so you Makes should watch sense. Rick and Morty. <laughs> it's in like a mudhorn cave. This is a mudhorn egg, right? Yeah. And uh, he's taking it, and he's got to fight this thing. Oh my god! Giant mudhorn. It yeah. looked like the same uh, creature that was in Attack of the Clones that mm-hmm. was coming after Anakin, that bull thing. But yeah, it didn't have cool. like the side horns, and it, yeah. it looked so real too. It looked like oh, it was like yeah. the texture, the mud, and everything, and it looked so real. It looked yeah. so real. So so good looking. He's coming, charging at him, and Mando doesn't back down. I think Mando knows it's going to be tough. He tries the flamethrower. He tries the um, he's like grappling. Yeah. line and tries everything um at the end of the day uh it's baby yoda the child who kind of demonstrates his force powers for the first time he tried to earlier by the way when after the fight with the bounty hunters he tried to heal mando mm-hmm. who had like a wound on his arm and you know mando is like what the heck are you doing dude <laughs> he just picks him up it seems like mando doesn't have much knowledge of like the jedi and the force it seems like no one does you know and- it's just a weird thing yeah, and, and if you remember, I think that they do that because if you remember in the original uh, series or the original trilogy, Han Solo, he didn't seem knowledgeable. He, he was disbelieving the Force, you know, when uh, Obi-Wan was talking about it. I, I think it's a little odd, though, that, like, no one remembers the Jedi because they were so involved in the politics, you mm-hmm. know, and, like, everywhere during the Clone Wars. Like, how did people not know? I know. About and them. how are those? It wasn't that long ago that the legends would have no. gone away. Like, like, like Han Solo was like a teenager when the Jedi were still around. You know, from maybe, maybe there's something with like Empire propaganda or something. Maybe, maybe yeah. You know, yeah, there are fake news, fake news, Jedi, fake news. Yeah, but sort of at the end of the season, not to jump too far ahead, but they they basically say the setup of next season is going to be for Mando to try to find the child's home or his people. Mm-hmm. to like reunite them and it's a group of force users you know we don't know if they're jedi we don't know exactly what they are or if it's just a species or what we'll find out hopefully in season two yeah but anyway yeah so where were we we were talking so he, about he was just pretty yeah. astounded though when he saw the mudhorn <laughs> right. let's let's talk about though this mudhorn that was like flame resistant i think he i don't know if he shot it i think he tried to shoot it and it deflected he also uh, like stabbed it i think with some kind of knife yeah, but he kills it though by stabbing it with like a knife that's right. like this big, like right. this big, like and like its neck is like wider than like my torso, you know? Yeah, it's like how did that kill it? <laughs> that's what I like. As soon as I saw it, I was just he just goes eh with this, oh, dude. this little butter knife and maybe it just maybe Yoda might have thrown something in there with that force, man. Maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> but anyway, um, Baby Yoda takes a nap for about 
another episode <laughs> for the rest of this episode and like the next one like mm-hmm. he just goes to sleep so it, it shows that like yes he has some kind of incredible force ability but it takes like everything he's got to use it yeah they give the the, the furry egg then to the jawas and they just they just <laughs> they just want a breakfast they just want a breakfast really bad <laughs> this is the best breakfast man oh my god and uh, then uh, next episode, really awesome one where they go, uh, where he gives the kid up to the Imperials, mm-hmm. gets this giant tin of Beskar, which we saw in the first episode, like, like gave him this like bulletproof shoulder, you know, and yeah. now he's like, so he goes and he makes his whole <laughs> armor from it. Yeah. So how Beskar, by the way, did he look when he, oh my God, how, like, how, oh must Dude. you want his he, it was armor. like it was pretty much wearing like a new adidas tracksuit. like he looks so good no he did his costume is amazing i love the look by the way beskar is a super uh resistant steel that's only found on mandalore in one of in one of its moons oh okay yeah anyway um episode three really kind of shows mando's like debate of how much does he really care about this child mm-hmm um, cause I think before that we'd seen the child wanted to play with like some of the things on the ship a little bit. He takes off like the, uh, the little ball, like the, the ball and the, I don't know, the throttle, throttle or something. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. When you can tell what Mando is thinking, you can't see his face. There's no one else there around there saying, Oh, is this what you're feeling? Yeah. Like you see him go to reach for the throttle and he just stops and you're just like, like you instantly know mm-hmm. what he's thinking. And yeah. That he had like a sentimental attachment to the kid and that memory. And because when he went back to give the, when he gave up the child to, you know, he did his job. Mm-hmm. He brought it, the target back. And Werner Herzog is like, thanks so much. Oh my God. This is great. No, but then the Mandalorian is like, what are you going to do with it? And Werner Herzog t- instantly turns a switch, like, that is very unprofessional of you to ask. <laughs> like, that is against the guild code to ask what, what it's for. Um, and things kind of get really tense and Mando decides he's just going to leave, you know, mm-hmm. and later we find when he goes back and fights off all those dudes, by the way, we get a little nod. There's an interrogation droid, one of the floating balls, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which is kind of a, you know, another nod back and he fights his way through. It's amazing again. And he it comes. made the stormtroopers though. They felt, they felt like a threat though in there, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, even though he's bulletproof at this point, like he was still having to hide from them. He still didn't want to get discovered and he still mm-hmm. surrendered when they would surround him. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Something weird's happening with the child. And this guy who um, earlier with Werner Herzog did not want the child dead. He's like, I want him alive. Mm-hmm. You know, the theory is that this guy, he's wearing a Camino badge, which is a cloning planet. so the theory is that he's some sort of cloner and it's it's on a machine that could be a cloning machine like i don't know like it's a weird thing that they're doing on baby yoda so there's all sorts of theories surrounding what this could actually be are they trying to clone him is baby yoda a clone um are they trying to yoda well we don't know are they trying to extract some kind of thing now here's an interesting theory is the empire trying or this may be what's going to be the first order trying to extract something that could some kind of force ability that could bring emperor palpatine back to life or help him transition back to the world of living sort of that's a theory 
I can see it makes sense. I hope I hope they don't do it because I kind of want to forget about the sequels. <laughs> I know, I know. But... I kind of want. So I hope that's it. Would it would kind of make sense though? It would make sense, yeah. If that's and it would make so sense why and... he's so powerful in that yeah. final episode. Yeah. So anyway, Mando takes him. It's a great um, shootout with oh, them. Oh yeah. And then too, when he gets into town. All the bounty hunters who have the fobs, because once he takes them out of the building, all their fobs start lighting off again, and they're just like, "All right, let's go get him." And it's the whole, and this whole town on their planet is all bounty hunters, you know. And it was a really cool scene. And again, he like fake surrenders, and I love how he like threatened the dro- the droid. He's like, "Drive!" <laughs> it was a great scene, and. He, he gets just, helped again. Disintegrating people, you know. <laughs> oh my god, that was awesome. It's so amazing. And then yeah. the Mandalorians come, dude. Full jetpack on, and they they help him out. Mm-hmm. This like underground world of the Mandalorians, like this community. They come out and finally got to see some like full on action. Yeah, full jetpack Mandalorian action. Oh, so cool. And it was allows it, him. After they left, after like he was leaving too, he said like when one of the other jetpack Mandalorians were like flying by a ship, he's like, oh, I got to get me one of those. I was like, all right. Yeah. He, so he's going to get gonna one. He's going to get one sometime. And he has been like yeah. getting upgrades. Like he got the shoulder. Yeah, I love that. It's like showing how his character grows. Like also his his armor grows too. Yeah, it kind of feels like a video like, game. Like when you're yeah. like, like God of War, when you go to the armor Dude. and they're like, oh, like you get your axe upgraded or like. Fallen yeah, order, you, did good. you know. You did good on this mission. You got enough points now. You can upgrade your armor, you know. And, and he does. He does eventually get the jetpack at the end. Yeah, so it's... I wonder because we saw it in the new trailer for season two. I hope we could see him use it more. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Season. It's awesome. So but he does. He looks sweet without it though, but with yeah. just the cape and stuff. Yeah, uh, and then we get. He does look cool without it. I do yeah. like him without it too. But it's cool to see his character grow. Um, mm-hmm. I love at the end he takes the little ball off and gives it to. Baby Yoda, where that used to be a nuisance to him, you know? Yeah. And now he's like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then so next episode, then he's like, well, I'll hide out. And that's when they go to that that forest planet. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. And we get to see Cara Dune, Gina Carano, who was a real UFC fighter. She really brought like the physicality to it and everything. Totally. She and was they, a had, they had a great fight. And I thought for me, this was like the the best cute baby Yoda scene is after they fight. And Baby O's just standing there, like drinking his whatever it is, his tea or whatever. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Hey. <laughs> just a... this fifty-year-old baby. <laughs> it's funny. He's fifty years old. People, species age differently, yeah. so we can't judge. It's, like, but my thing is, Mando, you're doing so much to protect this little guy, uh, and I love how he tells him to stay on the ship. Right. <laughs> this is a great Baby Yoda episode all around. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And he's like, "You stay." You stay here. You stay on the ship. Stay. <laughs> and the door goes up and Baby Yoda is just like right next to him and just follows him out. <laughs> He's like, fine. <laughs> um, and we get some like great scenes like Baby Yoda's like exploring the world and like there's this like sort of cat-like creature that like tries to bite him and he's like, ooh. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> it's so cute. They, they it's get like, to the, like the village and he... Uh... You know, we saw him eat that frog in one of the previous <laughs> episodes. And then this one, he starts he just eating downs one. it. He and just they all like it. start like, ew. And he like, he like feels bad in front of them. When yeah. He's and he like spits it out. 
it's so funny dude and it's just so cute to see him like chase frogs and to see him get scared by like that cat thing and like keep walking but yeah. mando why are you leaving him in a restaurant like <laughs> you're doing so much to protect him and stuff and um but it's pretty cool when when mando does and he tells like the waitress to like you know watch my little green thing over there watch my baby and he goes out and um mando would be a terrible dad i'm sorry uh, <laughs> he does his best he does his best um and he like puts on his predator vision mm-hmm. to see yeah. like the heat like the footsteps um footprints um and then basically sees where they end and that's when carrie like they have this cool fight mm-hmm. and kind of ends in a standoff She's tough. She is tough. You know, he gets hired by the people on that planet to defend the village from like the raiders. Yeah. Who look like giant dogs. Yeah, they look like dogs. They look like dogs. And uh, I really like too just a planet. It was like this water, grass planet, like farm area that they were in. Just a simple farming village. I really like too just them being like these moats when they were like fighting the walker and the that, oh, yeah. the army of raiders and stuff. I like how they were like using the landscape to their advantage. Like like obviously we're not going to be strong enough just to fight them off, you know. Mm-hmm. So we need to have a plan. Um, it took a little convincing, and like when they they saw the walker, they they came back and we're telling the village people like, yeah, well we can't fight this. You guys crazy? Mm-hmm. And the village people were like, we're not leaving, so we're gonna have to figure it out. And they do. And Mando is like, all right, let's train them. Let's do get a kind of training montage, just kind training of cool. montage. You know, I was thinking like, what the heck are they going to do with those sticks? <laughs> they killed. But they hey, killed the guy. They, the head they guy did. with a stick. They did. They did. It was funny. That's a te- that'd be a terrible way to go. Yeah. So this is where dead. like like Kara like really kind of comes in and uh, saves the day in this one. Yeah. She takes the pulse blaster and shoots like the eye of the um, of the walker, mm-hmm. and um, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, she was a she used to be in a, a rebel too, which was yeah. cool. She was like a drop trooper. She was like an elite, yeah, class yeah. of rebel fighters. Yeah, it was she has like a rebel tattoo on her face and on her arm, on her, her arms. Arm. Yeah, that was a cool one. And eventually, though, the reason they have to keep going is because they're the fob is still active. Uh, and one of the bounty hunters tries to snipe Baby Yoda. Oh, who would snipe a baby? This was intense, dude. Who would snipe a baby? And the way they filmed it is like they see the guy lining up the shot, and you hear the gun, and you see Mando like react, and they Mm -hmm. show that it was uh, Kara who shot the bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. Um, so they have to keep going. What a crazy ending! Crazy ending. I enjoyed the next one too. Yeah, Uh, I enjoyed it more the second time I watched it because again, to me. It felt like he, uh, I just, did, I, I was waiting for it to see Mando be completely capable. And like I said, it wasn't until the, the sixth episode where he fights off all of the other bounty hunters as Batman. Uh, but this one, it was cool. It was written by Dave Filoni and directed by him. And it really felt like a Western. Like mm-hmm. it, it felt like so much like, like an Unforgiven meets Star Wars sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it was, I enjoyed it more. Uh, the second time I think I, I did too it. I think I did too because first time I watched it, I was like ah, oh, this is probably the my least favorite I thought yeah yeah you know and I, I would still episode. probably rank it as my least favorite but I still lo- I really so, enjoyed it difference is that um even though it's a li- least favorite it's still a really good episode yeah um I liked in this one I liked Mando using 
the speeder tactic. Like they have the sniper, they can't go across this desert mm-hmm. and they're using the flashes to set off her scope. So she can't see. Yeah. And it would have worked, but you see like the guy he's with, I think it was Tor- Toro Carcan or something. Yeah. Who, by the way, was sitting in the same seat Han Solo was in on Mos Eisley at the cantina. This is on this is on um, Tatooine. Tatooine. So there, there's this like wannabe guild member um, who's like help, getting Mando's help, saying like I'll give you all the money and stuff if you help me do this. So he's helping him, and the guy like he's supposed to set off the flash, but he like points it to the side so it doesn't do anything to the scope. So the mm-hmm. sniper's able to just snipe Mando. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if the guy had like pointed it right and had hit the the flash right, like I think the plan probably would have worked. Yeah, it was it was really cool because I guess the, that that kid sort of represented like a young Mando or even like a young Han Solo, like how you were saying mm-hmm. he's in the same seat. Uh, but he just sort of took the wrong path, you know what I mean? At the end, he ends up deciding to betray Mando. They catch the assassin woman, and he he hears that oh Mando, he's a bigger prize. Maybe I'll go after him. Yeah, you know. But Mando's been the guy calling the shots. The only reason you caught that chick is because Mando. You know, he got you past exactly. the sand people. He got you across the dune. You know, like you, you wouldn't have got anywhere. Yeah. And he, exactly. and he tries to betray him. Oh, know? yeah. And I love just like the final, like he lines, like after they set off that last flare and he sneaks around to the side and Baby Yoda got away and that, that guy is just standing there and like he just sees mando stand there and it's like so quick but like you can just see on both their faces like you're dead like you're dead dude bam and it's just done and that's what i love about mando too like he's not like a like uh oh, i'll redeem you i'll let you go like yeah he's, he john wicks people you know john wicks people he finishes the job but he is like batman to a degree like when he does that flash at the end and disappears for a second and then comes mm-hmm. back from the side um was pretty awesome and in episode six, he's a lot like Batman too. Yeah. And so this one was actually, as, as far as like the, the more episodic ones, which I really like too, how this show is episodic. Yeah. And, and uh, I think some people complained about that. Um, but I really liked that it had that episodic feel because every episode you felt like you got a full story. And I think yeah. that's why I was never bored with it because there was always something important that was going to happen in that episode. And you still had the child and the bounty hunters guild mission driving it towards the end, you know? Mm-hmm. But this one to me though, is probably my favorite like episodic one because I think you could count the first one and the third one, and then the last two as like yeah. the main story where Mando is dealing with the child and uh, the empire and that sort of thing. But uh, this one to me, this one, like we said, sealed the deal for me that Mando is a capable dude. Because the other ones, like I said, like he, he got help with the mud horn. Yeah. Uh, he had IG help him when he first rescued the child at the, the very first episode. Third you know, one, Kara he had Cara Dune, or not the third one, the yeah, uh, the fourth one. The third one, he had the Mandalorians drop in to save him. Yeah, even though that was awesome. Um, and the last one, he had that girl set off the flash for him so he could kill the kid. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, like I'm ready to see Mando do a hundred percent of the work, and this one, he does a hundred and ten percent of the work. Yeah, he does because <laughs> this this whole crew of bounty hunters, which were awesome. Led uh, by Bill Burr. Bill Bob Bill Burr. Bill Burr <laughs> was just himself in this. Yeah. 
He was. They were like, "Go be great. yourself in Star Wars." Yeah, and, I liked uh, his backpack gun. I thought it was pretty yeah, cool. That was cool. Like it's cool. just an arm. Yeah, comes up. Yeah, and uh, I I love to when when they meet him, and uh, he's like, "Oh, he's a he's a sharp shooter, a sharp shooter for the Empire, like the head guy of these this group of bounty hunters or mercenaries." Says, and Mando's is like, "That doesn't say anything." You know? Yeah. And Bill Burr just responds like, "I wasn't a stormtrooper, you wise ass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, it just feels like that's him. Yeah. Oh man, it's so funny. And then when and, he's like picking on Mando in the ship, he's like, "Has anyone seen your face, buddy?" Yeah. Like, he's it's like, Bill Burr. What are you a gungan under there? Yeah, you're a gungan. Yeah, that's right. Is that why you don't want to show us your face? Misa don't want to show my face. <laughs> and then they have like this giant dude too that like, he's like, hey, take his helmet off. Let's see it. And Mando's, you know, he just shows him up. what's up. Yeah. You know? Even though he's like this, that's what I like too about Mando. He's not the biggest dude in the room. He's, he's, I don't, you don't really get the impression that he's like the most athletic or anything yeah. like that. But he's, he's just like a, uh, a, he's a professional a guy, dude. He's got gumption, you know, they like, yeah. He's just a hard dude. He's yeah. a hard dude. Don't mess with him. He doesn't care who you are. And, uh, yeah. and I, I think we talked, you were just talking to me too, like, I really love this episode. Uh, they, so they break in to this new Republic ship. They free a guy and uh, they end up double crossing Mando. And I was just like, ah, oh, crap. Like, that's what you get for like going with them. But then it's awesome because then he breaks out. And I thought like as he was going, he was killing each one of them, which I kind of wish he did, but I, I'm, I'm kind of glad though he didn't because then we can still have all those characters. Yeah. You know, he could have killed them. He could have yeah. killed all of them. And uh, eventually, he, though, you see he locked him up. The prisoner that they sent to rescue, uh, it seems like he convinces him to drop him back off, you know, with yeah. the, the main guy who was obviously in on betraying Mando and taking right. his ship. Right. They drop him off there and they had this one point where they came across this new republic soldier who i guess played like did the voice for anakin in the clone wars okay series uh and he had this homing beacon for like if you set it off new republic uh uh x-wing show up and just bomb whatever's there (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) better use that then for whenever i need it and so if I'm the Empire and I'm trying to like make a comeback, I'm just getting some of these homing beacons. I'm gonna steal a bunch of those. I'm gonna put them on. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of a funny thing. But it, it was cool seem though, like a very yeah. He like just drops it off with them at the end and just yeah. So he just he just kills all the dudes that were bothering him. He locks up all the other ones, and I was just like, <laughs> yes. I was like, all right, no more complaint. You know. Yep. Because exactly. I was I was complaining to you every week. I was like, oh, he got saved again. You were. He got saved again. Like he seems like a capable guy, but he got saved again. He goes Batman in this one, dude. He get locked up. You know the homing beacon's gone. They have a limited time to get out of the the ship, and he like takes a droid's arm, unlocks it, and starts closing blast doors, and mm-hmm. just these one on one fights. And I love the moment where he's fighting the big dude, and he like dropped the door of the big dude, and you're like, okay, because uh, the big dude's tough. It's a tough guy to beat. Um, the flamethrower is flamethrower, which, by the way, is an anti-Jedi weapon because um, lightsabers can't deflect flame. Oh. Um, he, <laughs> he drops the blast door on him and the guy just squatting it. Just, <laughs> just squatting it. It was awesome. You're getting like intimidated. You're getting intimidated. Like, whoa, look, what's he going to do? Yeah, and Mando just like again? nonchalant closes like a side blast door. <laughs> just right in front. <laughs> 
He's just like, oh. <laughs> it happens so fast and so abrupt. Oh my gosh, that was great. But then when like Bill Burr, it's time for like Bill Burr's. Mm-hmm. Bill Burr's doing, come up. And- <laughs> just like, it's just an on and off flash, you know, because the alarm system's going off and it's so Batman. Mm-hmm. Like one flash goes, Mando's way in the back. You see him. Goes, comes back on. No, I'm not there. And every time he gets closer until he's right there and then he's behind him. Yeah, like well, then Bill he Burr. turns around and you think he's going to see him, but then he's behind yeah. him again. And then he's behind him again. And he's just, and he Bill but just turns and he's like, no! Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so Batman. Oh, and just the way man. they cut it, too, mm-hmm. is a Batman type thing. That was great for me. Uh, shout out to the director for that. Uh, Rick Famuwa. Famuwa. Yeah. It's typed down here if you're watching the video. <laughs> you probably can't um, say my last name, so that's fine. Um, yeah. I, but I, I love that one. That one to yeah. me, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'll shut up. I'm, that, that was my <laughs> one complaint with the show. And then I was like, all right, I have yeah. got nothing to say. So you're right. So when we go past that episode, we get to seven and eight, where it's starting, sort of starting to feel more of like a um, less episodic and more like to the main theme of the show. Yeah, this one, this one's like these two episodes, like you had to binge. I don't think they're released back to back. No. So I think you were just like, oh man, like Nick, they were on, together. Have to wait. Yeah. Like, so when I showed these to my like uh, my family, they were like, well, we have to watch both of them now. Or was it right. Tay? I think even Tay, who says she doesn't like the show, I think like the night we watched, she needed to see him. She was like, well. We, we might as well watch eight <laughs> if we, we have to i mean yeah so this one's this one was good and this one the seventh one is directed by deborah so and i okay. i really liked it I and mean, it was it was yeah. a cool one uh too because so carl weathers gets in contact with mando again mm-hmm. says hey come back everything's fine just you know we'll work it out come here and there's only like two stormtroopers come on back and yeah. So Mando's like, all right, clearly a trap. Let me go round up these these people I've met on my season adventure here. He goes against Cara Dune, who's like in this cool like tether line match of just like fighting. Yeah. Uh, which was and you cool. can tap out. I think you can tap out. Hit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of cool. Um, it's, uh, Quill. Um, we learned he was indentured servitude. Yeah, he was, he was an indentured servitude for the Empire. Yeah. It's so much on Quill. And like you'd love him so much, you know what I mean? Oh my god! But and he then, so he took IG Eleven, who was originally like ordered to um, kill the baby, kill the baby. By the way, all the self destruct scenes in Episode One, where he's like self destruct <laughs> initiate, and Mando's like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> Those were all funny, but they didn't feel like funny, forced, yeah. weird humor, you know? Right, right. Um, so anyway, he's he's rewired him to protect the child now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they kind of team up. Right? We got our team. How cool was that scene though? That like they, they took the time to just show like that the droid like relearning things too. Yes. Like oh, that to cool. me was just like, I still don't understand exactly because I can tell they're trying to put a message out there. And I, I wonder if they're just telling us like we're not like who we used to be. Like if we want to change, we can or if we just have to Something work like on that. it. But like I was like, this is like so cool that they left this in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's a lot for Mando to like trust drops it on that one lizard, like yeah, that yeah. box when he's like first learning. <laughs> it's funny. It was a cool scene. It's a cool sequence. Yeah. And then, um, and so now they have their team and they're going to go. So they meet up like outside of town and yeah. he's got some of his own mercenaries there. Mando's got some of his. They decide to head into town then. They're all going to be buddy, buddy. Um, and they're camping out. 
right? And a pterodactyl attack happens. Pterodactyl attack, man. Um, this to me, like, kind of felt like a horror movie-ish almost. I know it was like I, like, scary I wasn't for a like second. terrified, but like it felt like it felt like one. Like it's yeah, just well, dark. Lion King felt like a horror movie to you. So <laughs> it was live action, Colby. It was live action. It was live action. <laughs> there were real lions talking. <laughs> but um, yeah, and Creve gets hurt. And the child heals him, force heals him. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a thread that was kind of introduced in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, well, it was like what, um, like a, a week or two maybe later? That yeah. Maybe even that week when we saw, because I think Rise of Skywalker like came out like the week Mando was supposed to come out on the one day, but they moved mm-hmm. Mando earlier because Rise of Skywalker yeah. is coming out. And like then we see the force healer. I was like, like was this all planned? Like Yeah. It's so kind of crazy. Been. Like to introduce like, oh, look, there's force heal. Like, yeah. so don't be surprised if Ray can do it now too, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that changed his perception of what he was going to do. He was actually going to betray Mando and the yeah. team. And he's like, well, after seeing that, like, I need to help you now, you know? And he was quick. He was quick yeah. on the draw when he killed his own dudes too. Like, yeah. Mando and Kara weren't ready. Like, he could have killed them. Totally you know? could have. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. Kara Weathers, man. Um, well, two, two in that... that gallery thing carl weathers man i, I love him even more now because like yeah he's so like smart and into his character and i love about that. story and stuff and i was just like this is awesome I love he, he doesn't even have to act anymore he probably makes like a million dollars from like rocky every day you know? <laughs> I know, I know like every day he's probably just like i gotta just do whatever now you know yeah it's cool hey i would want if i if i had that i would just be like hey can i be in star wars stuff yeah <laughs> Um, apparently too they were going to put him in like alien prosthetics and then they even plan on like killing him off in that third episode when mando shoots him mm. off the ship so i'm glad they didn't yeah, i'm glad they didn't he's in season two here they go in and they meet again with um Werner herzog again and that's where they talk about the infrastructure and stuff we talked about earlier and moff shows up and just blows the place up and we see the end of this episode two stormtroopers on speeder bikes just snatch up the child baby and they kill quill and they kill oh my god dude i thought he was i thought he was definitely gonna get away i thought he was definitely that's so sad i thought the droid was was gonna come out and just save him is what i thought was gonna happen yeah just bam bam that was super sad um but no the (sighs) droid though is gonna go help baby yoda in the next episode so they're they're like pinned down in that that uh, cantina, yeah. You know, with them and uh, they they can't get out. And it, it was really cool too seeing yeah. him. He's he's yeah. a real intense guy. Uh, Who, Giancarlo Esposito? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Moff, I mean, Moff Gideon. Ooh, Moff Gideon. <laughs> I don't know why you do that. <laughs> anyway, so he's um, you know Gus Fring. Um, he's in the boys yeah he's always playing like the big bad guy he's always playing like the head of the bad guys <laughs> um and so again he's he's that character and he's tough very he, articulate like, and yeah methodical he kind of talks to, to Kara about like classic empire feel to him. you know how he had he was involved in the day of a thousand tears yeah um oh man so cool and we finally get mando's full backstory with the clone wars then and it's like it's not a race it's a creed and exactly that was pretty sweet yeah. um and then to we have 
like the best freaking like fight too when they like when ig comes in in like town and like blows like wrecks the speeder bike blows it up mando comes out just like spartan kicks a dude shoots a guy to the yeah. side and then he's like picks up this giant. fighting those giants like uh with like the the black stormtroopers yeah yeah those were oh my god i wanted to see them fight hand to hand and i'm glad i did because they were like taking him down too and he would like fight and like like they weren't easy kills like no you had to work for those ones it was amazing dude and he just picks up that like turret machine gun like he loves turret machine guns you know yeah and he's just like ah just like oh my god yeah it was it was incredible oh but before that too we have to talk we have to talk about the the very beginning when like the two stormtroopers <laughs> after they pick up baby yoda they're just waiting and like you hear them like just, oh moff moff shot another dude yeah like, so he's like oh he killed another guy uh okay let's wait let's wait for how a bad reason. moff dude this uh, how bad this moff gideon dude is you know yeah and they, they like punched baby yoda <laughs> they're like, punching him in the bag i'm just like oh and they just like, and like, there's that became like, the most hated men in the universe. Yeah, because after, of that. After that, you're like, all right, they're gonna die. They're yeah. obviously gonna die. And then there's like a can that they yeah. like. They don't even say anything. Like they just like start like trying to shoot at it, kill some time, and shoot the can, <laughs> and they just can't hit it. It's like not that far away from them. Oh, and at man. one point, like they like shake the gun, like. Huh. Oh, that's like, weird. Yeah. They don't, but they don't say anything. They're just like, "Oh, maybe it's a gun." It's hilarious. They this is the first time in a Star Wars thing they just totally upfront in the show make fun of the fact that stormtroopers can't hit their target, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's great. Yeah. So that was I'm a pretty glad funny they didn't scene. go too like Thor Ragnarok with it though. Like yeah. they didn't go too on the like it was. It still felt real. Yeah. And, like it still felt like it took itself serious. You know, it's just like here's a funny moment. You yeah. Know? Exactly. So it's a funny moment, and then they do get killed by um, IG Eleven. He comes in, wrecks. He comes, it. wrecks the place, and we learn after all this, and we're here in the backstory. We learn uh, the Mandalorian's true name is uh, Din uh, Din Jaren. Yeah, Din Jaren. Um, and I wonder cool Star Wars name. Yeah, why does he hide his name? Is what I want to know. You know, like yeah, why know. why does he go by Mando? Like he's a Mandalorian. He's just secretive, dude. Like if I, it's like if I went by Hume. Short for like human or like fizz, short for physical therapist, you know. Hey, fizz instead of Steve, like, yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah. So, we also learn Kara's from Alderaan, yeah, she's born on Alderaan, so So that's that's blown up. She's got a uh, a big grudge against empire in the rebellion, yeah, a big grudge against the empire. And then we just get that escape scene where they basically need IG 11 to use a self destruct function. And it's like pretty emotional, actually. It's like, yeah, dang. Like, I'm getting emotional over a droid here. Yeah, um, it was emotional. This was a pretty emotional episode. I thought it was probably the most emotional one. Because like, I also thought that uh, Mando was going to die. I was like, yeah. oh damn! Like, are they going to kill him this episode? And like, yeah. like because they're they going to his... take him to the Mandalorians, and they'll be the the Mandalorian for next season, or maybe Kara will be a man because she's like they're not yeah. a they're not a race. So I was like, oh, exactly. is she going to be a Mandalorian next season? So I was yeah, really so glad By the way, that's didn't. another theory that he's not the Mandalorian. People, people think he might not be the Mandalorian for the show's title. Oh. I hope not. I like him. I want yeah, him to me be the too. I hope he's the Mandalorian. Um, 
but yeah, dude, um, they go out of like this trench river and like, they're just the, you know, Moff Gideon's dudes are just ready for him squaring up and they, they use a self-destruct function on this droid and it helps him. Um, and also do the magic hand thingy. And the, yeah. Do the magic hand thingy. <laughs> that was great. That was funny. And again, yeah. it didn't feel like forced. And yeah. I love too, that he's like in the ship, like shooting at them. And he like, um, I, Mando had another great line where they're like, uh, they're like, what, like, what are we going to do? I'm out of ideas or something like that. Mando's like, I'm not <laughs> jet packs up and like grapples on and throws some pretty strategically placed explosives. Um, yeah. Oh man, yeah. was that sweet. It was so it, cool. Like I got to see so many things I wanted to see. Yeah. Star Wars in this show. It was perfect. And uh, uh, yeah. And then, so they, 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 they kill him there and, or they don't kill him. They wreck his ship. Yeah. And then we get to see two Mando flying off with uh, baby Yoda, just like how it, like you saw him as a kid on the, the shoulder of that um, death watch guy. And now his mission is to get him to the Jedi. Um, and that's probably what's going to be part of season two here. Yeah. And uh, man. It yeah. Was- it was so good. I mean, the, sh- the whole show, I'm so excited for season two to come out and see where the story goes, see more cute baby Yoda moments, see like what he's capable of. Cause we didn't talk about this, but I think in episode seven, when just Mando and Kara are arm wrestling on the mm-hmm. ship, he starts force choking, force choking. We've only seen like Sith do that in the past. Mm-hmm. We've only seen dark force users use that in the past. Mm-hmm. And so that makes me very skeptical of where does this 50-year-old baby come from? Where did he learn how to force choke? Maybe that's just like an instinctual thing for force users when they're angry as kids. You know, maybe that's normal. I'm no. not a pediatric Jedi. <laughs> not a pediatric I'm not, I'm a, uh, I'm not a Jedi, Jedi pedi- pediatrician. Okay. But that was, that was pretty eye-opening. That's so definitely going to be a thread. It should next. be a thread. It's like, is this child, like the child, we think he's cute, but is he dangerous? Could he be a bad thing? You know, mm-hmm. I think we all think he's like going to be this good hero someday and that they just want to get him in the right hands. But like he was trying to protect Mando because Mando's like his dad. Yeah. You know, so there's that. But it was interesting. The, the force choke. Ooh, yeah. Did not expect that. And then, too, we get to see Moff Gideon come out <gasps> of his TIE fighter at the end. With the dark saber, which dark we've saber. only seen in the Clone Wars again from Mandalore, yeah, the first Mandalorian Jedi, yeah, they, the dark saber, the dark saber. It was like uh, the Mandalore weapon. Oh my god! And uh, like I saw too in that gallery thing, it was like a real. It wasn't like a real. It was a real dark anything saber. Like, it was oh. a, but it was, it was a real physical thing. Like it was like yeah. lightning up and everything. Like he was holding it. Oh, that's amazing! Like, oh, it looks so cool. Yeah. It looks so cool. Like it looked real. Like I was just like that looks almost like what we got in the show. Again, I, we talked about it before. I love how like the Mandalorians are sort of like this, this tribal people. And like, we've compared them to like Vikings in the past. Yeah, they're like Viking and samurai people. To ha- yeah, to have that sword that looks more like a real sword, but it's still like a lightsaber, you know, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool. It's so cool. So how does Moff Gideon have this thing? We need that explained. We need to know. Because it, uh, it was with, I think... Uh, Darth Maul last, right? Oh, yeah. So how did that get to him? Again, Darth, Darth Maul is like still somehow in the picture because he was in the Han Solo movie. 
Yeah. Right. So anyway, yeah. Thanks, guys, uh, for listening. Uh, we're we're going to be talking season two, so we're going to have a lot more Mandalorian stuff coming at you. Uh, thanks for listening. If you're listening on podcasts, make sure you get sign up for the automatic downloads. So you don't miss an yes. episode. Uh, make sure, too, if you're on the YouTube, you can subscribe, ring the bell. Just have your notifications on silence. You're not getting yeah. buzzed mm-hmm. at work or at home, and you're missing out on human interactions, you know. <laughs> and uh, follow us on the social media. We got our links down in the description of the video or the podcast, and it's right here up on the screen, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Leave a like, too. Leave us a like Leave if you're on the like. YouTube, because that, that helps out the old algorithm, the evil algorithm. Yeah. Otherwise, we appreciate you guys listening, and we'll see you next time. This is the way. This is the way. Yeah.